Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Though we may not be aware of it, marriage has always suffered attacks. The histories of various cultures and civilizations reveal that the biblical teaching on marriage has consistently been challenged. Of course, the Bible calls these people pagans. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus makes an abrupt and curious statement regarding marriage. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 16, and look at the permanence of marriage. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And as we come before you today, Father, we humble ourselves and acknowledge that our will, our desires, our lusts get in the way of our walk before you. We see things very, very differently than you. We are flesh and blood, indwelled by a spirit, an eternal spirit. You breathe that spirit of life into us. And then those of us who have trusted in you, that spirit is the Holy Spirit. But every one of us has a spirit within us. It's either led by you or led by the flesh or even Satan. Father, we pray that you would help to adjust our convictions, our attitudes, our perspectives through your word and through the work of your spirit, that you would guide and direct us in our understanding of these things and then in living them out and sharing them with others. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So in the midst of this chapter dealing with finances and mammon and stewardship and uh, the law and how the Pharisees reject Jesus's teaching and ridicule him and all of these things, it seems like completely out of nowhere, out of left field, Jesus makes this statement in verse 18. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. And the question has to be, where does this come from? I mean, if you go back and take the time to read chapter 16, this seems like something just inserted out of nowhere, but it's not. We have to rely on the leadership of the Holy Spirit, inspiring the Word of God, the Spirit working inside of Jesus Christ to give us His Word, and we have to be able to trust it. So where does this come from? Well, it comes from stewardship. It comes from commitments to relationships, whether you're the manager of someone else's assets, whether you're responsible to God for what he has entrusted to you. The Pharisees were having trouble with the law, and in Jesus's culture, they had deviated from the teaching of the word of God and started permitting men to divorce their wives in reckless ways. These Pharisees had begun twisting the word of God, twisting the institution of marriage to something that if a man didn't like it, he could just move on without any regard to the wife or whatever. And Jesus inserts this because what seemed right to the Pharisees were abominations before God. And after saying that, this is what he brings up. Now think about that. After saying that what the Pharisees thought were right, that those right things were abominations to God, he makes this statement about marriage and divorce. Now, I could move on from here and just start hammering away at divorce, 
But that's not what I want to do here. I want to actually look at what we might consider the more positive side of this. In this passage, it says, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. Certainly, we have marriage and adultery, divorce. Those issues are here. goes on and says, whoever marries her who is divorced from her husband commits adultery. So again, divorce, marriage, adultery, those are the issues. But what is being really said here is, is that when a man marries a woman and a woman marries a man, and by the way, we need to understand, clearly the Bible teaches marriage is for a man as a husband, a woman for a wife. That's the way it's been from the beginning of time. And it is God who has created this institution of marriage. It is God who brought the first woman and the first man together. We need to know that's irrefutable and unchangeable. Man has no right to put his personal stamp and opinion on this institution. And by the way, we're not just talking about gay and gay marriage. We're also talking about marriage and divorce. We have no right to put our stamp or our opinion on this institution either. God has established it. God owns it. He is in charge of it. We must obey. With that said, the focus here is on the permanence of marriage. God created marriage to be between one man and one woman for a lifetime. It is till death do us part. We need to commit ourselves not only to marriage, we need to commit ourselves to that idea of marriage. That when a young man and a young woman, or an older man and an older woman, get married, they're to have put enough thought, put enough care into the preparation for that marriage, that they are committed no matter what to be there until one of them dies. And why do we say until one of them dies? Because that's the only acceptable break in marriage. God has said, until your spouse dies, you are in that marriage. And that's why adultery is here. When a man marries a woman and then he divorces her and marries someone else, he's committing adultery against his first wife. When a man takes a woman who has been married to another and she divorces that person and marries the man, they commit adultery. The man commits adultery with her. Why? Because he's sleeping with another man's wife. That's how God views this. And that's the only view that matters. Marriage is to be permanent. I have been blessed recently on Facebook to see several of the people that I went to school with celebrate anniversaries. And it is a real blessing to see those who have been married for now in our lives, 40 years, 41 years, 42 years. What a blessing that individuals, believers and unbelievers, have held to the institution of marriage for this long. Because a lot of people in our generation have not, and our children certainly are not. It's a very sad state that we've come to when we, as a Christian nation, by and large, as a Judeo-Christian culture, have begun to adopt the pagan view of marriage, that we can live with whoever we want outside of marriage, we can marry anyone we want, including having gay and lesbian marriages, we can do whatever we want to with this institution, and we have completely pushed God out of the picture. That is horrendous. Jesus says that's abominable. We need to know this. Now, I'm not hammering on you if you've been divorced. I'm not hammering on you if you've had issues with marriage. What I'm telling you is what God has created marriage to be. 
a permanent state until one person dies in the relationship. We need to commit ourselves to that. We need to return to that idea. We need to hold on to it and pass it on to our children and our grandchildren. And we need to not waffle because we've been divorced, or we need to not waffle on this because our children or our grandchildren have adopted a different view. The truth is the truth, and it doesn't matter what the relationship is among people who go against the truth. When they go against the truth, it's wrong. We need to be compassionate in dealing with it. We need to recognize it's a sin just like any other sin, but that doesn't minimize it. We need to address this, and we need to put a halt to it, specifically in the church, in the believing community. Jesus says divorcing your spouse and then marrying another, sleeping with another, is adultery. Let's go back to not committing adultery. Let's go back to marrying someone and staying married to them and being faithful to them in that marriage until death do us part. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the clarity of your word on this subject. Too often people want to forget about the permanence of marriage. They want to find out, well, under what conditions can I get a divorce? And that's completely the wrong question to ask. I pray, Lord, that we would be committed to you first, and then to what you have instructed and commanded us to obey and to accept. Father, give us the work of your Holy Spirit to activate within us a clear understanding of what it is to trust in you and your word and to obey. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.